welcome to The Adoption Door. If you're a return listener, glad to have you back. And if you're new to the show, welcome. Here at The Adoption Door, I talk about adoption and its many facets. But more importantly, I read stories that you've written or recorded yourself and send it in to me at theadoptiondoor at gmail.com. Having said that, remaining anonymous is always an option. In case you were wondering where I've been, um, I haven't hid the fact that I'm bipolar 1 and also have ADHD. Hence, I was going through some stuff, you know, in a rut of sorts. But I'm uh, doing better now and hope to continue to post new episodes on a fairly regular basis. Thanks for your patience and understanding. In this episode, number 15, we will hear of people's stories that focus on the pitfalls and difficulties that one may encounter when meeting their biological family for the first time. Our first story comes from Emily, and she writes, Title, Unveiling Shadows, A Painful Reunion Chapter 1, The Long-Awaited Call The sun streamed through my bedroom window, casting warm hues across the walls as my phone ringtone pierced the morning silence. I reached over to the nightstand, my heart pounding with a mixture of excitement and apprehension. The caller ID displayed an unfamiliar number, yet something in me knew it was her. It was the call I'd been both yearning for and dreading since I learned the truth about my birth. Hello? I answered, my voice betraying my nervousness. Is this Emily? A hesitant voice replied. It was a voice tinged with uncertainty, yet it held a familiar sound that resonated deep within me. Yes, this is Emily, I confirmed, my grip on the phone tightening. It's me, Sarah, the voice finally confessed, and my breath caught in my throat. Sarah, my birth mother, a name that had been whispered secret for so long, was now living, breathing presence on the other end of the line. Chapter 2. A Reunion of Hearts Days turned into weeks, and the anticipation grew as Sarah and I exchanged stories, trying to bridge the gap of twenty-five years. Her tale was one of regret and sorrow, a young woman coerced into giving up her baby by societal norms and family pressure. My adoption had been a secret locked away, and discovery of it had unraveled emotions I had never imagined. We agreed to meet at a quaint coffee shop, its cozy ambience contrasting sharply with the storm of emotions raging within me. As I walked through the door, my eyes searched for the woman who shared my bloodline. There she was, sitting by the window, a mixture of hope and trepidation in her eyes. Our initial embrace was awkward, both of us unsure of how to bridge the gap between the past and the present. But as we settled into conversation, the years just seemed to melt away. We laughed, we cried, and we shared our dreams, our fears, our lost time. Chapter 3. The Shadows of Disappointment The initial euphoria began to wane as the cracks in our relationship emerged. Sarah's reasons for giving me up had been more complex than I could fathom. A blend of familial pressure, personal insecurities, and societal norms that were prevalent at the time. While I tried to understand, part of me couldn't help but feel abandoned, a feeling that I thought I had long overcome. As the weeks turned into months, our conversations became strained. The stark reality of our differences began to overshadow the bond we had initially forged. 
our worldviews clashed, and I realized that the mother I had envisioned was not the woman before me. The wounds of my childhood, inflicted by a sense of not belonging, resurfaced in a painful symphony of disappointment. Chapter 4. Acceptance and Healing Amid the tumultuous sea of emotions, I began to realize my journey was not just about discovering my birth mother, but also about finding closure and healing. I grappled with the complexity of forgiveness, understanding that Sarah was human, laden with her own mistakes and vulnerabilities. While our relationship would never mirror the idyllic image I had once nurtured, it could find its own place in my heart. Over time, Sarah and I learned to navigate through the waters of our past, finding solace in shared moments and mutual respect. We accepted each other's flaws and learned to appreciate the connection that fate had brought into our lives. Epilogue Unveiling the Light Through Shadows Meeting my birth mother was an experience that shook the foundation of my identity, forcing me to confront buried emotions and question the meaning of family. It was a journey fought through pain and beauty, disappointment and growth. To the cracks in our relationship, I found the strength to confront my own insecurities and redefined my concept of love and belonging. Sarah remained a part of my life, albeit in a different capacity, than I had envisioned. Our story was one of imperfection, of scars that never truly faded, but it was also a testament to the resilience of the human spirit and its capacity to heal. As I look back on our shared journey, I realized the shadows of our past had ultimately unveiled a light that illuminated the path towards self-discovery. And here's story number two from Amber in Delaware. As an adoptee, I always carried a sense of curiosity about my biological family. Growing up, I had a loving and supportive adoptive family who never hid the fact that I was adopted. However, as I reached adulthood, the desire to connect with my biological roots grew stronger. With the advancements in technology and the increasing popularity of DNA testing, I decided to take the plunge and explore my genetic heritage. After receiving my DNA test results, I was excited to see matches to potential relatives, including a close match that indicated a likely first or second cousin. The prospect of finally connecting with someone who shared a piece of my genetic puzzle was exhilarating. We exchanged messages and discovered that we were indeed first cousins. She revealed that she had been in touch with my biological mother and even met up with her a couple of times. My heart raced at the thought of meeting my biological mother, and my newfound cousin offered to arrange a meeting. The day of the meeting arrived, and my emotions were a whirlwind. I was nervous, excited, apprehensive all at once. Walking in the park where we had agreed to meet, I scanned the faces until I saw someone who looked like me. There she was, my biological mother sitting on a bench. As I approached, our eyes met, and I saw a mix of emotions in her eyes. Surprise, uncertainty, and perhaps a hint of guilt. We greeted each other with cautious smiles and awkward hugs. The initial conversation was a delicate dance of trying to find common ground while also grappling with the reality that years had passed. She shared stories about her life, her reasons for putting me up for adoption, and her journey since then. 
I listened, trying to absorb the flood of emotions that came with hearing her perspective. As the conversation continued, the pitfalls of meeting a relative long after adoption began to surface. There were unspoken expectations and hopes on both sides that the reunion would somehow fill a void or heal wounds that had been present for decades. However, reality was far more complex. We were essentially strangers with a shared genetic connection, and the years of separation had created gaps that couldn't be bridged in a single meeting. The pitfalls became more evident as we navigated sensitive topics. There were moments of discomfort, misunderstanding, and the realization that we were fundamentally different people shaped by divergent life experiences. I had grown up with my adoptive family, forming bonds, traditions, and memories that were foreign to my biological mother. Likewise, her life had taken an unexpected turn that I couldn't fully comprehend. As the meetings came to a close, there was a bittersweet mix of emotions. Gratitude for the opportunity to finally meet, sadness for the lost years, and a dose of reality that this single encounter couldn't undo the past or magically create a seamless connection. We exchanged contact information, promised to keep in touch, but both of us knew that the road ahead wouldn't be easy. Reflecting on experience, I realized that the pitfalls of meeting a relative long after adoption stemmed from the unrealistic expectations we had carried. While DNA may connect us on a genetic level, the intricacies of a relationship are built on shared experiences, trust, and mutual understanding, elements that take time to develop. The meeting had been a starting point, but it was just that, a beginning. Over the months that followed, my biological mother and I did exchange occasional messages, sharing updates about our lives. The connection was tentative, and it became clear that building a meaningful relationship would require patience, open communication, and a willingness to accept each other's differences. The pitfalls of that initial meeting served as a reminder that while adoption may create opportunities for reunions, the complexities of human connection can't be forced or rushed. Okay, now I'd like to go off script and uh, ad-lib here for a moment. I know these stories are a little off-putting, but I assure you not all adoptees finding relative stories go this way. Uh, Some, in fact, turn out very well. As I mentioned in previous episodes, that I've yet to search for, uh, let alone meet, my biological parents. We all have personal reasons for and deciding to search or not to search for a biological family. I know in my case, I've opted not to search for them because I'm afraid of what I might find. I know that sounds a little silly, but they're from El Salvador, and it's not the wealthiest country. I personally am afraid that I will find them, provided they're still alive due to age, that they'll be in um, in poor living conditions. On the other side of the coin, though, um, they may be just fine and have lived a happy and healthy life, which is all I can hope for. I guess because of my ignorance on the matter, I'm assuming the worst. I mean, what if they're in fact poor? It's my fear that to find them and that they'll, you know, I won't be able to help them. I won't be in a position to help them. I'm uh, by no means a wealthy man. And uh, as much as I want to, I wouldn't, like I said, be able to help them. 
Uh, yeah, I usually tell people I'm independently unwealthy. That's a little joke there, but, uh, in all seriousness, um, I got to admit that I am curious as to whether or not I have brothers or sisters or other relatives, cousins and such, and uncles, aunts, stuff, um, such as, you know, all those. And I, I have had people who are from El Salvador or, you know, are familiar with the place. And they've told me, you know, I have some people telling me that it's it's a dangerous place. Um and there are some people who say, no, it's fine. It's, you know, it's, it's not the wealthiest country, but it's, it's a fine, it's a fine place to visit. And I, you know, I would love to do that. I would love to, to meet them, but, uh, you know, I don't doubt it's beautiful, but, uh, yeah. So going back to finding, you know, people finding their biological family, um, I've heard one story where a woman met her biological mother and within the first 15 minutes of meeting her for the first time in however long they were apart, the mother hit her up for a hundred bucks. And she knows she now had a pretty good idea of where that relationship was going. And it's not a good place. Then again, I've heard stories that things went swimmingly. Things went very well. They now have a very close relationship. Um, you know, and they were able to put all the hurt and confusion and accept what their relationship is now and uh, no longer focus on the uh, on the pain of both being put up for adoption as well as putting a child up for adoption. So those two different scenarios, the one mother hitting her daughter up for, you know, a hundred bucks. And then the other story, other people where they, you know, had a great time and, and are very close right now, you know, so it, it's really a crapshoot as far as, you know, what your experience might be or has been. You know, if you've made that journey, if you've made that journey, um, email me. I'd love to hear about it and uh, share it on this show. But yeah, so, you know, you just never know how a meeting will go. You know, for some it's worth the risk and while others it isn't. And there's no right or wrong answer. You have to decide what's best for you. But I will say this, if you're a parent, if you're a parent looking for your child, keep in mind their age. Because some maybe too young to process the encounter and mentally, you know, they're not ready for such a situation. However, if they're adults, that potentially may be a better time. So whether you're an adult or a child, you also have to be prepared for the fact that they potentially don't want to meet you because they've got a, you know, a life that they just, they feel would interrupt it and be disruptive to their life as it is. So, you know, keep that in mind as well, that that's, it's a hard pill to swallow, but it may be something that you have to really consider. You never know. Okay, that wraps up episode 15. Thanks for tuning in. And if you have a story you'd like to share, you can email it to theadoptiondoor at gmail.com. You can write it out or record it yourself and send it to me as an MP3 or however you'd like to do that. And uh, I would love to share it on the show. You can remain anonymous if you'd like, or you can tell me your name and where you're from. And that would be awesome too. I would also like to thank Emily and Amber for their um, contribution to the show this time. Uh, And uh, you can find me on your favorite podcast platforms as well as YouTube and Facebook under the name the adoption door. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the show. 
both on Facebook and YouTube and leave a comment. It really helps me out. I'd really appreciate it. Thanks again for listening and I'll see y'all on episode 16. Take care of yourself and be kind to others. Bye.